soldiers, but she doesn't know what they destroy. I can feel the clear and present dangers when she learns that the boy has got me falling in a new direction. But I think I like that it. That was good, that was good. I think I like it. Do it again, do it again. I'm being pulled in a new direction. Unicorns with dancing mice, sunrise in wide open spaces, Disney World, I'll go there twice. Butterflies and picnic lunches, bunches of chrysanthemums, lollipops and pillow fights, and Christmas Eve, sugar plum, string quartets and Gia pets, and afternoon banana splits, angels watching as I sleep, and Liberace's greatest hits. Have Gandhi fallen in a new direction, if they keep insisting, I'll stop resisting. So I'm so excited to welcome this guest to the show today. Um, I actually was supposed to meet this guest uh, about a year ago. She came to Norfolk, Virginia and did a master class and I was out of town. So I'm so excited that she's agreed to sit down and chat with me. Um, Krista Rodriguez is here, everybody, and I'm so excited. How are you? Hi, I'm so good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How's your life? You're a little, things are a little crazy over there. Uh yeah, my life is crazy. My life is always crazy. Um, <laughs> but I'm, yeah, I'm doing a little construction on my home. Um, I'm also uh, in the middle of doing my Broadway play called Feared, which has been uh, extended now through the end of December. And um, just sort of running around, doing the thing, living the life. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, so you just finished something really cool that I never thought I would be able to see. And then a friend of mine called and said, hey, do you want to see a show tonight? And I was like, sure, what show? And they're like, one of the hottest tickets in town. Come with me to see Hercules at the public. And I was like, I will be there in 10 minutes. It was incredible. I laughed. I clapped really loud. I laughed when no one else was laughing. I cried a little bit. Amazing. It was so cool. What was it like to do that show? It was amazing, and it was so wild. Like, I had never been able to be involved in a public work show. Um, I had known of them, and, um, and I know the great work that they do in the community. Uh, so when this came up, you know, it was, it was a while ago, actually, like a year and a half ago, maybe even a little longer, um, when we did the first um, reading of it. And so when it came up, it was, such a cool thing to even get to try out this Disney show, let alone get to do it with 250 members of the community. So it's a weird, wild time. Uh, it, it gets thrown up very fast, and like everyone is at the top of their game to get it up and running when it needs to. And then, um, yeah, and then it's beautiful to be able to perform out in the Delta Court and like do these songs that everyone knows and loves, that was a really exciting part because it's it such a recognizable score for people. Absolutely. So, um, you know, there were people picnicking all around the park just to listen to the this great sound making, you know, David's the full score. 
That's incredible. And you added some songs, which were incredible. Yeah, we had some songs that were added, which is great. We got to have a little bit of Meg intro, and then we got a little, like, conclusion song from from Hercules himself. And, so yeah, awesome. it was really cool to be able to kind of flesh out uh, emotional moments that help make a musical on stage more vibrant, you know? Well, I think the beauty of it, too, is that the songs that were added were written by the people that wrote the same song, the original songs. So it wasn't anything different. It wasn't anything out of the ordinary to put more songs in the show. They really worked hard. Yes, they did. Yeah, we had the whole Disney team behind us. That's incredible. really exciting. I'm a little salty. There's no cast album, but we'll talk about that later. I am a little salty, too, about <laughs> it. But who knows? Anything can happen. Exactly. Very true. Um, you went from mm-hmm. the public theater's Hercules to 54 Below to do your one-woman show, which I got to see some clips of. I, unfortunately, <clears throat> was not able to be there. It was a blast. Like, just even watching the clips online yeah. looked like a blast. Yeah. I had a great time. So this is my my solo debut, actually. Oh wow! And um, I, yeah, I've been you know I've been in the city for a long time, and always wondered if I was going to do one. And people had asked me about doing one, and I just you know wasn't really sure what I wanted to say and how I wanted to frame it and present it. And then um, sort of the opportunity finally came around, and we just ripped the bandaid off and did wow. it. And I realized, like, I just want to say exactly what I want to say. Right. I, I don't need to be worried about, you know, how I frame it or what I frame it because I, I'm going to tell my life and I'm going to say what I want to do, you know, do what I want to do. And so um, what I'm really proud about the show was that every song that I sang was what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it. And... I enjoyed every moment of the show. There wasn't a part where I was like, okay, now I have to sing this song that I'm obligated to sing, or here's where I have to, like, you know, do something that scares me, like, oh, maybe I won't be able to hit it or whatever. Like, it was none of that. It was all just, like, like you said, like a blast. We just wanted to have a great time. I wanted to share some tidbits of my life and tidbits of uh, who I have become as a person and, and have a great time and, in the meantime, so and have all my friends on stage with me. It was just, it was truly like, it's hard getting it ready, but once we were in it, we did the whole week, and it was right. a joy every minute. That's incredible. That's so wonderful. Yeah. So yeah. then, let's go backwards. Let's talk about the okay. first experience on Broadway or off Broadway or a tour that you had. What was that like? How did that happen? Tell me everything. My my very first like. Broadway show or yeah, your very job first. Let's say your first, first professional gig, and then we'll talk Broadway in a sec. Okay, um, my first professional gig actually was um, Bye Bye Birdie at Encore. Yes, I was in college, and they did a an Encore production, and it really was like a who's who of young Broadway at the time. Like a lot, so many of those people are now you know, wildly successful, but we were all very young and kind of new. They needed a bunch of young looking kids. So, um, so I got my equity cards through that and I, they let me take two weeks off with my last, like my finals during school. So I could go do, uh, the city center. Yeah. It was 
amazing. What a cool experience. And that was with John Stamos, yes? No, that was the Broadway production. Oh, this gosh. This was Encore. Oh, got gotcha, you, got gotcha. you. Um, this was, yeah, uh, uh, Danny Jenkins, Karen Ziemba. Oh, yes. Clark, um, yeah, a uh, bunch of people who were amazing. Oh, that's um, incredible. Jessica Bovey, just like a great group of awesome people. So then you so made Robert. Your, oh, my God. Gosh, how was that I'm to work with her? That. Oh. Amazing. What a joy. Wow. Mama, and it was so funny. I mean, we'll yeah. talk about this too. You've gotten to work with some incredible people and have had an incredible career. In 2005, you made your Broadway debut in the jukebox musical Good Vibrations. Mm-hmm. Um, I yes. don't know anything about the show, <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. It's funny, you don't usually hear, like, you've gotten to do some amazing work and get vibrations in the same um, sentence, but, (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, that was uh, an interesting introduction to Broadway. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I had, I had done encores, and then did that, like, two months later, went to Poughkeepsie to try out this new jukebox musical, and then it eventually moved to Broadway the following year. And, yeah, it was just a, it was at a time when jukebox musicals were just becoming a thing and everyone was sort of scrambling to get their hands on one. And this was like a great property. The Beach Boys music is, you know, one of the greatest body of work that we have. And, uh, but I think they just sort of had to rush it because it needed to get out very Mm -hmm. quickly. And... And it was, uh, again, a who's who of young Broadway. There, I don't think there was anyone over the age of 25. It oh, was wow. just sort of a, a big old bikini dance party. And so we all made the most of it. And it opened and closed. And, you know, <laughs> we all kept going. <laughs> and then from 2005 to 2007, you were a replacement for BB in the revival of A Chorus Line. Yeah, so uh, actually the order, I did Spring Awakening first before I did Chorus Line. Oh, got you. Okay. Yeah, so I went on tour after um, Spring Awakening closed. I went on tour with a show called The Boyfriend that Julie Andrews directed. Yes. And we went to like a bunch of cities around the country and in Canada. And then when I got back from that, I I did Spring Awakening. Yeah, so I left Spring Awakening to do, I did six months of the revival of Portland after uh, Allison Porter had opened the revival and I replaced her. So like you said, you went on tour with The Boyfriend, which was directed by Julie Andrews. Mm -hmm. What was it like to be directed by Dame, now Dame Julie Andrews? I don't think she was a dame at that point, Uh, but Dame Julie Andrews. Yeah, she was was a dame. She was a dame then. She's always a dame, but yeah. Um, It was, I mean, it's still a pinch me moment. Um, and in fact, this isn't, you know, unfortunately, it's, it's a sad story for me, but uh, the whole cast got together just a couple weeks ago and went to see her at a book signing that she was doing in the city. Oh, wow. And I didn't get to go because I had a show, but she was like checking up on all of them and asking everyone what they were doing. And oh, that's awesome. it was so, you know, like magical for me. We still are just like, can't believe that happened. But it was awesome. She had. It was her Broadway debut with the show. She had. Wow. That was her first um, 
show in America. She was 20, and we were oh celebrating gosh. the 50th anniversary of the show opening on Broadway and her 70th birthday. Wow. So it was like a big sort of celebration everywhere we went. They were naming streets after her whenever we would go to cities and stuff. And then when we, we went to Orange County, California, for one of the things, and she was the ambassador for the 50th anniversary of Disney. Oh, wow. And she, she took us to Disneyland. Oh my and gosh. we got to watch the fireworks with her while she narrated the fireworks display. And it was like, you know, we were all in tears. It was, it was one of the highlights of, of my life. Wow. Sure. That's fat. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. So then skipping a couple things, just because there's a role that I think mm-hmm. I was most introduced to you, if that sentence makes sense. Um, you played a very mm-hmm. iconic no smiling character and if you've seen the show you know that in the end she does a lot of smiling and uh, falls in love but you got to play Wednesday Adams in um the Adams family yeah yes I did so what does it feel like to know that your version of pulled has been done millions of times by young men and women all around oh, the no. world and directed yeah <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's a great drag talk. Um, it, you're not wrong. I uh, it, it I know I get I, I get tagged in the video. Um, <laughs> it is unbelievably special. Like you know, I mean, as a kid when you're growing up and you love theater, like cast albums are your lifeline to to Broadway. And especially when I was growing up, and there wasn't really the Broadway Channel on Sirius Radio or whatever. You know, there right. the, the only access you really had was either to be in New York. There wasn't YouTube um, and and cast albums, so like you lived and died by who sang that song originally. So any original cast album was so special to be a part of, but this was the first one where I got to sort of originate the role. And I remember when I did the first when I auditioned for the show and I did the first few of the readings, that song had not, was not in it, and it wasn't until um, I had officially been cast in the show that they wrote that song. Oh wow. So, it was written around uh, my my voice specifically, which is really cool. And I, I went to the audition, and, I mean, Andrew Lippa made me sing six songs from my book. I was singing Vanilla Ice Cream, which is like a legit soprano song. I sang Rainy Days and Mondays, which is a Carpenter song. I sang, like, uh, A Little Bit of Love from Wonderful Town. Like, all of these strange songs. And because he was still trying to figure out what the tone of the song was going to be. And then he sort of made a song that was all of them, that gave me no chance to show all of this range. And I remember hearing it for the first time and saying, this is, this is it. Like that moment of like, this will be, this will be the song. And I knew it would be the song and it's even more of the song than I thought it would be. It just has, has grown everywhere. Also because it's very rare to get a song that deals with such complex sort of emotional turmoil right even in a funny way for a character that age there's so few interesting songs for for girls right between 18 and 24 you know yeah you can't true. sing metal arc at that point so you're <laughs> <not being> <laughs> oh god that's too funny i can't tell you how many times i've played it um i can't tell you how many mm-hmm. times i've sung it it's been a lot. That's awesome. Um, what is it like to coach that song? I'm sure people bring that to you when you do um, 
master classes and stuff. What is it like to do that? Yeah, yeah. I get it every once in a while. I definitely, I think people avoid doing it for me because <laughs> they would be nervous. But, um, but I, yeah, I, I, it's interesting. I get more perspective of it as I go. And I think the, the best part about the song is how, um, how specific it can be. All of the patter of the different things that she's going through, the different choices in her life that she's making. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just fun to really get out of the idea that you're like performing the song and really understand what the, what the details are right. and what it means to, for puppy dogs <clears throat> and, and ice cream and sugar plums. Like what does that do to this, this girl? And I think I even understand it more than I did. And I did it over 500 times. So wow. uh, I think it's just been fun to revisit it sometimes with, with new people. That's so cool. I want to, it's, I'm just fascinated by your career and all that you've done. I want to let our listeners know right? just some type, <laughs> just some titles that are so cool out there that you've done in the Heights. Uh, first date, you've been on Quantico, Younger, Inside Amy Schumer, Smash, and Trial and Error, just to name a few. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've yeah. managed to kind of keep your foot in both worlds of television, film, as well as Broadway. How does that work for you it must be exhausting but so fun it actually it's like more invigorating than it is exhausting because I think it's um it's I I feel very lucky to be able to to um be passionate about one and then Mm -hmm. miss the other and Mm -hmm. then go to the other and miss the other and then you know like I I get enough time absence makes the heart grow fonder so I, I tend to sort of flip back and forth which has been really lucky for me right. I think and I grew up in Southern California where LA and TV and all of that was you know very accessible and uh, you know everyone wanted to be Lindsay Lohan when I was growing up and so <laughs> I thought like yeah I'll, I'll try this but I knew that I really wanted to be theater right. and that I really wanted to live in New York and all of that was more important to me. So, uh, so when I did that, I moved when I was 17, I said, no TV. I don't want to do any TV. I don't want to do any of that. And, uh, I just want to be in theater. And I did for, you know, six or seven years. And then I started to be like, well, let's see what happens there. And I was fortunate enough to be able to make that crossover again. And I was like, Oh my God, TV is the best. And then, you know, you do it long enough and then you're like, Oh God, I really miss being on stage and creating something with people. Right. And, so then I got to go back and do that. So it really does like keep my passion alive, actually, which is which I'm really grateful for. That's awesome. Now I want to ask you something that you can pass on talking about, or we can talk about it, um, and it's perfectly go fine, and I can edit, so it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, go for it. I'm two, in. 2014 was a was a roller coaster of a year for you. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> To say the least. Um, at, yeah. at, I think, mid-20s, you were diagnosed with... Um, and, uh, 30. I was 30. You were exactly 30. Exactly 30. Oh I my just gosh. turned 30. You were diagnosed with breast cancer. But at that point, you know, 30 years old, you don't think that it's something that would happen to you. What was that year like for right. you? Oh, man. It was tough. And it was... You know, it was interesting because that year 
had also included, um, like, first date had ended in January and then of that year, and then, like, I didn't really work that much. Like, I, I did the pilot season rigmarole, which was, which is always, like, a tortured experience, and nothing really came out of it, and then I didn't really do everything ever. I mean, it was, like, a very... Um, sparse year to begin with and I was had anxiety about all that I was turning 30 and you know what was my life going to look like and then you know it was, it was less than two months later when I got the diagnosis after my birthday and uh, so it was already sort of a year that was difficult for me and then that happened and to be honest while it was very a difficult time obviously and still remains you know one of the harder challenges of my life um it sort of freed me in a way of you know for the first time ever I had one thing to do I had one mm-hmm. goal and I could spend all of my time focusing on that and it was something that everyone around me could rally behind and you know yeah I had the support of so many people and it's it's just kind of freeing in a way. And I told people, like, I don't want to work. I don't need to work. Um, I'm just going to you know, do this. And I, I started the blog, and I was like, I'm just going to kind of put it out there about what's going on, but I'm not going to worry about work. And in the following year, I was diagnosed in September. I came out with it to everyone in February of 2015. And in that year, I worked more and in more, like, deep and fulfilling work than I ever have. Wow. Um, and I think that's largely to do with um, me sort of taking my foot off the gas pedal mm-hmm. of what I thought my career should be and allowing sort of the opportunities to come to me. And I, I only would have let that happen had I had the stop. And, and then I think the way people were perceiving what I was going through they could see sort of changes in me and I started to be considered for roles that maybe I wasn't always in the running for. And, uh, and it really did change the course of my life in a way that I'm really grateful for. So, you know, I don't, I'm not, I'm not grateful necessarily that it happened, but I'm grateful for how it has sort of manifested right. the rest of my life. I do want to say you fought like a champ. I, um, Followed your blog, and you know, anytime something was written or posted, I read it, and it was so beautiful to watch you fight and come out on the other side even stronger. So, congratulations! Thank you, you're so welcome. So, you got back to work after that because you must. And what was a uh-huh. pivotal moment right after that happened that you went, I'm back, every my strength is back, everything's back, and I feel good to go. What was the project that you were on that was just so revealing for you? Uh, well, uh, Spring Awakening really um, changed a lot for me. That was, uh, and I, I wasn't really at my tip-top shape um, yet. I was still doing radiation while we were doing that. Wow. And, but I was able to, like, put what I was going through into the show and I hadn't really had that experience, especially a role that I had already 
played before, like 10 years earlier, and to sort of revisit it again with this new perspective. So that was really the thing that, like, I kind of felt like a superhero during that experience because I had to infuse this woman with all the things that I was going through. And then um, once that was over, I got... I got trial and error, actually, as soon as we closed that show. And, and that was really cool because that meant that I, was, I wasn't sort of, um, I don't know how I, like, it wasn't about my experience. Part of what Spring Awakening brought to me was a, a, a channel for my experience of cancer, mm-hmm. where trial and error was now not that. It was a, a complete new restart. Right. And... Um, and not everybody there knew about what I had gone through. And and I kind of could come into it with a new perspective in my own mind, but didn't, you know, it didn't um, have to be the forefront of what I was doing. So that was, that was refreshing. It's incredible. You, and so for our listeners, the, um, I had a great sentence in my head, now it's gone. Oh, the Spring Awakening that we're talking about is the Deaf West version, which was incredible. I didn't get to see it um, on Broadway, but it was so fun to watch the Tony's performance and see that equal access happen. Yeah. So fun. So I want to ask some, like, rapid-fire questions because I would love for our guests to know you as a person. We we get to follow your career and we get to support you, but I would love to know little things Uh about you. Yeah. All right, here we go. You ready? Yeah. What's your favorite color? Purple. Favorite candy? Oh, I think the dark chocolate, like, dove squares. They're so good. Favorite TV show? Friends. Favorite pre-show meal? Mm, it's changed over the years. It used to be fried chicken. Now it's like a soup, like a ramen. I love it. Favorite post-show meal? Uh, chicken wings at Glass House. Mm, favorite show currently on Broadway? Oh, my God. Uh, I think Hades Town. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen any of the new stuff yet. I've been working. Yeah. Hey, I that's a good thing, now. though. Uh, go-to musical genre? Mm, I guess, like, pop rock. Okay. I would assume that seems to be what I gravitate toward if I'm thinking about it. If you could do any other occupation, what would it be? Uh, interior design. Favorite movie? Um, Drop Dead Gorgeous. Uh, favorite old school Broadway show before 1960? Cabaret. Guilty Pleasure Snack. Hot Cheetos. <laughs> Favorite holiday? Um, I guess Christmas. Favorite season? Summer, spring, winter, or fall? Summer, 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 summer. <laughs> East Coast or West Coast? All the other seasons. <laughs> um, East Coast to live. East Coast to live. West Coast to for the weather. Okay. <laughs> Um, what advice would you give to young professionals getting ready to start out in the business? Oh, gosh. Um, keep going. 
be persistent, mm-hmm. but generous. And uh, as soon as you can find out who you are and package that, do it. Because it's a waste of time trying to be anything else. I love that. I love that. And then this is a three-parter question. Uh, a dream role that you've already played, a dream role that you are right to be cast in at this point in your life, and a dream role that you can't wait to play later on in life. Okay. Dream role that I already played is Ilsa. Um, that had always been my favorite role when I understudied it in the original, and then when the fact that it came around and now I got to say that it was mine, that's definitely, definitely a highlight. Dream role that I have not played that I'm ready to play is Sally Bowles. It is astonishing to me that I have not been able to pull that off yet. So I need to uh, I need to figure out how to get on that. And then dream role that I can't wait to play. Um, oh God, I know this, I, I know one that's probably like on the tip of my tongue, and I'm blanking on it right now. Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, anything Patty LaPone. Yeah. Uh, maybe Miss Lovett. Oh my gosh, you would be funny at that. Oh, I would love it. Mm-hmm. What are you most proud of in your career and in your life? Mm. This, is, this is a tricky question, actually. I think I'm proud in my career... Um, I think I'm proud in the way that, like, I have been able to make strides in a way that felt organic to me, mm-hmm. that didn't feel like I had to play a, a game that I wasn't um, comfortable playing, uh, even in small ways, you know, just like a lot of ways that people can sort of manipulate things to go their way. Um, I try to stay with enough. I think I'm proud of that. You know, it, it comes with not always getting the things that you think you want. Uh, so, you know, I, I can't say the, the best way to do it, but I'm, I'm proud of the way that I've tried to make real human connections with people and, and work. And, and, and my work ethic is strong. And, you know, I, I'm proud of that. Uh, as far as my life, um, I'm proud of the diversity that I've been able to, like, include mm-hmm. in my life mm-hmm. as, as far as interests and, uh, you know, and, and passions and uh, sort of what I'm finding in my life is a, is a balance between work and and soul. And, uh, and so I, I'm... I'm proud of, like, my adventurous spirit. I love that. I think you're incredible. I would buy you drinks all the time and just listen to your stories (laughs) and watch you work. You're incredible. So if you ever want a drink, you let me know, or I'll just bring you coffee. Whatever works for you. Amazing. So I want our (laughs) listeners to be able to find you on social media. Where can we find you and how can we follow what you're doing? Um, So I'm mostly on Instagram. That's my my platform of choice. Um, My name is Krista underscore Rod. The problem with being someone who, you know, is 
<laughs> a slow learner on the internet means everyone has taken your name by the time you get there. So, um, so that's my Instagram handle. Uh, you can, I've got some pretty juicy content happening right now because the TV show that I'm on right now, Daybreak, yes. that uh, dropped on Netflix last month, uh, is sort of, I play this ridiculous character named The Witch who's uh, sort of a, a post-apocalyptic witch with a traumatic brain injury uh, and <laughs> in a comedy. And there's a lot of special effects, there's a lot of dirt, there's a lot of silly action. And so I've been able to sort of finally, I've been sitting on this stuff, we shot it last year, uh, starting to share that. So I've been interspersing some really like fabulous shots from great photographers that have taken uh, you know, great glamour shots and then every once in a while throwing some like disgusting back knee photos or uh, <laughs> growling licking walls and oh stuff. nice so, I think it's an exciting time to follow me on Instagram actually <laughs> well I, I've been following since day one let's put that out there and number oh, two you. I'm you. so excited to watch Daybreak and I'm excited to watch what's next and um, I hope all good things for your off-Broadway play. I'm excited to hopefully get to see that as well. Yes, yeah, thank you. Awesome. And if there's anything you need from us, if you, when the Broadway play, off-Broadway play happens and you want to come talk about it, call me. I'm happy to do that. That would be awesome. I'm doing it right. It's already happening. Oh, it's, well then go. Do the thing. Go off, girl. That's awesome. My play. My play's here. Yeah, it's the, we opened the, well, we started previews October 3rd. Congratulations. We October 28th, and we, thank you. We run through December 22nd. It's the play at MCC. It's a Teresa Rebeck play, directed by Marich von Stutznagel. And uh, Raul Esparza is the lead, and I play, uh, it takes place in a restaurant. And Raul is this temperamental chef who wants them sort of to be, you know, his way or the highway, and his business partner uh, really would like the, the restaurant to be a little more monetarily successful, so he brings me in as a restaurant PR consultant to oh, sort wow. of shake things up, and I definitely shake them up. Um, but it takes place in the back of the kitchen. It, we cook real meals on stage for the entire show. Oh, wow. Um, so it smells amazing, and it's funny and sharp and thought-provoking, and it talks with kind of about the intersection of art and commerce, and it's, it's a really good time at the theater and a lot that's incredible I'm so grateful for your time I'm so grateful for the conversation and I'm excited to see you on stage again soon alright thank you so much thank great you have you. a great day thank you, you <laughs> take care bye bye bye